You tuned into Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service Radio. Welcome to Full Service Radio, broadcasting live live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. And broadcast on Full Service Radio. I am Christopher Price. Mr. Francis is running a little bit behind. Um, if you're outside of Washington, D.C. area, it's a pretty challenging day for getting places. It's raining pretty good. Um, I just spoke with him. He said it's hailing outside, and it's actually pretty hot, so... That's what we have going on over here. I have with me, I do have with me, Mr. Jamal Gray. How you doing, Jamal? I'm chilling. Um, Laying low. This is exciting for us because this is season four. And I think we're coming up on about two years that we've been doing this. Um, Jamal, I don't know if you had any experience before this, but this was completely brand new to me. Um, being on a podcast, speaking into a mic. And I can think back to the early days, and it was incredibly tough when you would think it shouldn't be. Um, for whatever reason, I found it like really, really tough to be present, being in a, mo- and being in a moment while conducting an interview or just you know, going back and forth on a mic with friends. So I think it's harder just because of the location we're in. You know, it's, it's a lot of distractions, like people walking by. Oh, so, yeah. So I do have some, like, broadcast experience. Definitely, I was on um, WPFW, but there it was more jazz programming. It was really, like, music-centered, not so much centered around conversation. So it's different for me in that aspect, for sure. But um, it's more freedom here, you know, and I think Jack and everybody at Full Service definitely um, encourage that level of freedom and autonomy, so to speak, you know, within certain parameters, but... I definitely feel you. It's, it's been a growing period, I think, for everybody. Yeah, and I can tell you, you know, uh, just recently someone had a party here. I don't know if I can say company names. We don't know. Uh, but, um, you know, I, in, in Washington, D.C., for, for those listening who are not in Washington, D.C., a common question you get when you meet people is, what do you do for a living? And there's some very important people in this room, and we got to shake hands and point to the studio and be like, oh, we get to work at this awesome studio. And some people were... Um, disinterested immediately because it's a podcast <laughs> and then some people like found it interesting and wanted to know a little bit more about it so i don't know this whole experience is uh great i i love it because i get to meet great great people i become part of a different community um so many creators people call me at the whim now that i met in this studio and asked me to participate in different things and i just find myself enjoying the experience so um I guess if you get the opportunity to try something that makes you a little uncomfortable, I think you should do it uh, and see exactly what you can take from that. So, Mr. Francis just dropped his head in here, but I'm guessing he has to go to the restroom. So, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to introduce our guest. He's a motivational speaker and author, um, and he has a book that I find interesting, and I didn't get the opportunity to read yet, um, but I will. It's the Manufacturer's Manual, Discovering the Purpose of You, the Product, 
Uh, Mr. Alan Wilson, how are you? I am good. Thank you very much for allowing me to come on your show. Thank you for coming. Because like I said, it's, it's kind of tough to get here on a day like this. Um, what I understand your past to be is that you spent some time in the Air Force. Correct. Retired in the Air Force. Correct. And um, part of your job, I believe, was working with aircraft engines? Or Correct. Okay. Um, and what you had to do is you had to learn how to understand the manual. Correct. Um, you know, through both ways, because it's a very important job you're doing. People's lives on the line. They're flying. And you transitioned from that career to a career of contracting. Are you a government employee? Government employee. All right, a government employee. And you're kind of doing the same thing from the other side. Now you're writing the manuals. Correct. But you've always been a man of God, or how would you, how would you describe your relationship with this type of work, with well, writing and just knowing the word and knowing what the, the pull from that? Right. Uh, so, um, so I grew up in... Uh, New York City, okay. uh, financial capital of the world, and mm -hmm. media capital of the world, yes. arguably. And uh, I joined the Air Force when I was about 20 years old. Um, and then upon joining the Air Force, I started as an aircraft engine mechanic. So I did that over 22 years. And my job as an aircraft engine mechanic was pretty much to uh, build, uh, tear an engine down, and build an engine up. And I did that in different, different capacities. Uh, but the most important thing uh, in that capacity that I recall that I got out of that experience was a lot of times we had to do those things according to the manual. Okay. We couldn't arbitrarily just do it uh, or put it together like some people may try to think they, they could put it together. We had to put it, we had to take, for example, uh, if an engine needed repair, it would come through what we call a repairable cycle. And in the repairable cycle, we would tear the engine down to a bolt, and then we would build it back up. Now, that's a process. And in that process, you had to look at the manual in order to tear it down, but also you had to look at the manual and also to build it up. After the engine was built up, we also put the, put the engines on what we call a test cell or some type of test operating apparatus to test all the different components of the engine itself and make sure the engine is operating, including leak checks and those type of things. And then after that, the engine was also placed on an aircraft to make sure, and do, do exactly the same thing. So that experience, building, uh, building and that looking at that manual uh, over 22 years, per se, or manuals on different types of um, aircraft engine helped me uh, to understand processes and how the manufacturer, because at times, there were times when we had to go to the manufacturer in order to help us build these engines up because there were situations uh, and uh, we needed some um, input, as it were. Uh, so, so what we did was uh, build those engines up and from, from there, that process helped me to put, put together this because only the manufacturer knows what he placed in the product in order for the product to yield the result. Whether you buy a DVD player, whether you buy a computer, whether you buy a car or anything like that, the manufacturer usually gives us a manual, some type of, some, and, and gives us for instructions, uh, safety, and also, also guarantees the, the name of the manufacturer. Let me make sure I'm not making any assumptions. <laughs> okay. So who's the manufacturer and what is the manual? Okay. So the manufacturer is the creator of all things, the father, God, uh, 
and his manual is the Bible. Okay. So this book itself is not a substitute for the Bible, but what it does, it gives the reader a guide, some guidance on uh, on how to how the how the manufacturer looks at these things which are common to man. Like I write about media, music, manhood, money, meals, M's. marriage. All these are M's. And, and that's how he gave it to me. He downloaded okay. it to me uh, in the form of M's. Uh, and so I just kind of, from there, we just kind of unpack how his perception or how, his, how he looks at these things, which are common to all of us. We all want to be successful in marriage. We all want to be successful in man, money. We all want to, we live in a media environment. We all want to be successful in, in, in those. We want to be successful in, in what we consume and eat. Uh, be, dealing with meals and those those types of things. Those are common to everyone. Okay. Um, I want to ask this question again because I actually thought about this today. Um, you know this, Mr. Francis. Uh, I do a lot of Super Soul Sunday. Uh, I just like listening to Oprah's podcast. And she commonly asks her guests, who is God, right? Or who is God to you? Um, and when I think about even the word God, I feel like I'm putting god in a box and he's greater than that because it's only to the level of my understanding that i understand god right and i believe he's beyond anything that i can create in my mind so i kind of almost want to leave him nameless or her nameless Mm -hmm. but let me ask a question to you who is god or what is god well god reveals himself to the degree that his product can handle it at a given time I love that. So, so what, 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 what happens is we're all at different levels uh, of understanding uh, and depending on our culture and things like that. But what the manufacturer or the father or the creator of things will reveal himself when his product is ready. So what happens, what happens with me, I'll just give me, for, for example, the manufacturer or the father or his son, Jesus Christ, came to me and asked me, and so many words because I was going through something or I was contemplating something. Uh-huh. So I was contemplating this. I had, and let me back up a little bit. I grew up in an all African American community, uh, ghetto type environment, similar to some of the environments that we're, we're familiar with. Right. Uh, and what was happening was when I joined the Air Force or after being overseas for a while, I wanted to make a difference in the African American community. I, not on Nelson Mandela or Martin Luther King, but you know, trying to figure out what am I going to do for the rest of my life. So what he did was he came to me. Now, understanding something, I had no prior church background, no religion or anything like that. I can tell you about religion, but I can no prior that was not in my experience. My church was the ghetto, and okay. Everything that was evolved around that. So, but he comes to me and he says. I have a way that you not only can make a difference in the African-American community, but you can make a difference to all nations of the world. You just need to accept my son. So that's what I was looking for. I didn't understand what I was looking for. Didn't even understand, but it made sense. All right. So that, so, that <laughs> immediate question, how does God talk to you? Mm-hmm. How, how, did, how did he say that to you? How did he get that message across? Well, it was an audible voice. <laughs> so, uh, and I heard him clearly. You know, I was in a room by myself. Nobody else was around. And I heard that's what I heard. Now, that doesn't mean God will speak to all of us the same way. But he'll speak to us in such a way that it'll definitely get our attention. 
You know why I'm sitting here quiet, Mr. Francis. I feel like that's three shows in a row we've had people that have heard a voice tell them. I remember at least one. <laughs> one sticks out <laughs> clearly to me. But um, hello, Mr. Wilson. I got here a little bit late. I don't know if Chris let everybody know yes. I was running a little bit late. But um, how you doing? I'm good, sir. I'm, I'm hesitant to ask a question because I don't want to ask a question that's already been asked. No, go ahead. Um, so when he when he told you he had a way for you to influence the world to change the world, what was it? This book? What part of it? Now this was a process. He said taking Jesus Christ in. Uh, go ahead, right. Mr. Correct. Okay. Right. Correct. So the so first step was to take in Jesus Christ. Right. Was okay. to start start with that. Not understanding what the future would look like. Okay. And so at this point, you hadn't been going to church or anything. Like right. That. At that at that at okay. that point. So right. we're still we're just starting this journey. Okay. This is a path. As it were, was there yeah. a significant <laughs> event in your life, or, or was it just a regular day? Um, no, I wouldn't say it was a, a significant event or anything like that. Okay. I was just pondering, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? Okay, you know, what do what what am I going to contribute? Uh, can I make a difference? That type of thing. I wasn't looking for anything other than other than that. Um, I was. Doing like what most of us do in, in, in the Air Force was going to work and, and, and trying to go to school and, and those type of things and do what we normally do uh, to be successful. Uh, but at the same time, I was pondering what, what are we going to, you know, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? What can I do? What can I contribute? I, can, um, I feel like my relationship with God has changed through the years. Mm -hmm. And I think for a long time when I was going to church more than I go more than I have a religious or a spiritual experience now because I meditate now, I feel like I would pray and I either didn't know the answer, didn't see the answer, or didn't receive the answer. It was almost like I was praying and nothing was happening after that prayer. I think I've changed just a little bit. And now when I pray, I can almost open my eyes sometimes and have the answer right in front of my face. I don't know what, what happened in my relationship, but I do know something has changed. It's called maturity. You're growing. You're becoming more sensitive to not only the seen, but also the unseen. And he is able to reveal more to you as you become mature. Just like children, at, so, at some point, we don't arbitrarily give a five-year-old $5 or $500. We watch their maturity. We, as they grow, if we give it to them, they don't know the value of it. And then they'll go losing and play with it and stuff like that. They're not ready for it yet. Well, God is like that with us. He's like when we grow and as we mature, he will reveal himself even more because we're ready for it. And some of us grow at a faster rate than others. As you know, uh, like in our society, some of us matriculate through the school system. We go from elementary to middle school to high school to and we keep on going and going. But there are those, there are those as we, we, have known, we, we know that there are people around us that don't matriculate as fast. And we see that. They, they get through the system, but not as fast. So what happens is God is like that with us. He reveals himself to us when we're ready to that, for that next stage. Because sometimes we're not ready to take on the, the, the advanced things of Christianity or the advanced things of that. We're, not, we're just not ready yet. So if you're just joining us, um, this window seat, it's Thursday at 4 again. We have Mr. Wilson with us, author and motivational speaker. 
speaking about his book, the, the Manufacturer's Manual, Discovering Your Purpose of You, the Life Product. I am curious about your creating process. Did you dive into the Bible, read and like take notes, or were you able to just write this down from study? Like, how did you get this book out? So, uh, when I first became a, a Christian, to me it was just natural. I would hear the uh, pastor of the church that I was a part of, mind you. Prior to then, I had never been in a church, okay. okay? But it came natural to me to take notes. And so what I would do was just write things down and then later on go back to my room and then start kind of going through the scriptures for myself, understanding, trying to understand the context. Sometimes speakers uh, at times or, or pastors, when they're speaking, they will quote a scripture, which is nothing wrong with that. And I would write those things down, and then later on, I would go back and just kind of expand on my notes. So I did that over years, the habit of doing that. To me, it was just like being in college. So God was, I mentioned before, I was going to school. So that discipline of being in front of a professor or a teacher and taking notes, I just took it and just changed it over to like I was in, 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 uh, was, was in church. So... I took notes, and that's how I took notes over the years. And even today, I still take notes, and I still have st stuff like that. So at some point, what I did was I went back through the notes. Now, I didn't understand what was going to happen, but it seemed to make sense to me, and I felt pretty good that it would work out one way or the other. Uh, so when the time came, I just kind of went through the notes, uh, and then God was, at the same time, bringing things back to my remembrance. Remember, we talked about maturity. When you grow and you have a connection, particularly with the Father through the Holy Spirit by Jesus Christ, uh, what happens is you get to a level of maturity and you become more sensitive. And you can hear things more clearly than you did, say, 10 years ago. So a lot of, even though I had those notes, the, some of the things that are in the book became more apparent. Uh, in addition to that, my life experience. God doesn't use anything uh, in the abstract. But he uses our experiences in order to explain his nature, uh, the origin of man, and the nature of man. So my experience of working on that hands-on experience of working on those aircraft engines, um, just like your car engine has a, a systems, different systems that operate it. You have a fuel system, oil system, um, a cooling system. All these are different systems and fluids that push, the, that push fluid through the engine in order for the engine to operate. Most of us, all we care about, we stick the key in and we, we, we roll it. Right. <laughs> you know, that's all we're we concerned about. Mm -hmm. uh, but... The engine operates like, like, like that. So as I was working on these systems of the aircraft, much bigger, but yet the same principle applies, putting these different components of each system, seeing how they operate and stuff like that, God was really downloading and showing me how he operates, how I operate. In the book, I talk about the physical body a little bit. I'm not a doctor or anything like that. But through that process of working on the engine, that hands-on process, connecting different um, parts, plumbing uh, of the engine, he was teaching me how, the how he constructed the physical body. You know, we have plumbing in our system, whether we realize it or not. We might not call it that. <laughs> you Some know. of us do. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and how how that, that physical how the physical body's put together 
and it's put together for, for a reason. It has functions, it has features, and things like that. Uh, now, so I didn't learn this through school, but I learned this through the experience. And he was, as I was going through this and working this on a day-to-day process, um, he was just downloading things. So I would take it and, okay, and, and then go about my business and write notes and stuff like that. And just, it kind of built, built on that. Yeah, so... Um, so I, I don't know if you've already maybe I missed this but um, when when God said that he could help you or guide you in influencing the world changing the world right mm-hmm. you said he had to take in Jesus you had to take in Jesus correct correct except yeah. Jesus Christ is my except Jesus Christ savior. okay okay and so what, what, like that. <laughs> what, what else what else did he advise you or guide you to do at that time uh, nothing I just all I did was that seemed like the right thing to do. Right. I can't explain why. It just seemed like the right thing to do. Uh, so I was more or less, from his perspective, ready. Yeah. Mind you, I went from living in the United States, and then when this happened, I was living in England. So everything that I was so used to dealing with uh, was pretty much either take, was taken away from me. So it gave me a lot of extra time, as it were, to ponder and to think and to process stuff that I didn't have because maybe looking back at it, distracted, you know, by life and things going around us. But there's a little bit different uh, because it's more quiet and you got a, t- you got a chance to reminisce and think about and process things. Uh, it's more country, rural, that type of thing. So it gave me an opportunity to do it. And I was just doing it because it was just the, the environment. Uh, so sometimes God has to take you from one to another in order to get your attention. Make sense? Yes. <laughs> how do we know if, I want to ask how do we know if we're on our path, but I'm stop first. Does everyone have a path? Yes, everybody has a path, path or a purpose or a destiny or reason for existence. The manufacturer, the father, the creator of all things, created each and every one of us for a purpose. And he sent you, I, all of us into the world during this time in history. He could have sent you way back in 1865. He could have sent you way back in 17-something. Or he could have saw fit to see you way back in, in Africa. Or he could have, geographically speaking, he could have saw you, put you, put you in Africa or in Asia, whatever the case may be. But he saw something that he needed to accomplish in the earth at this particular time. So he placed all the components, he placed the things that are in you, certain interests, all of us have a predisposed interest on doing certain things. We don't realize it, but we do. You know? And some of it is inherited uh, from our, our father, our mother, respectively. Uh, some of it is just our environment. But sometimes we just have a predisposed interest in certain things. So that helps define or kind of craft your, uh, your path, as it were. So how do we know we're on it? And then how do we know if we're off our path? Well, uh, staying connected to the manufacturer. So what happens is sometimes the product tries to operate independent of the manufacturer instead of being dependent on him. Now, what the manufacturer or the father or God, what he does is uh, he expects his product to walk by faith and not by sight. Sometimes what happens is we, we want sight. We want to see everything. Uh, there's some amazing stories in the Bible that just if you really think about it for a minute, uh, it would just, just, but it's so atropos to, to us today. 
You know, one story I'm thinking about is the story of Abraham, and I don't want to go into that. But God tells Abraham to go to a land, and I will show you. Just pick up your, just pick up your family and just go. And, and he had to do that by faith. He didn't know where he was going to. He made a covenant, and that's the key thing. See, when you accept Christ as your personal Savior, there's a covenant relationship. Between two, between two parties. And both parties have to agree, agree to that. So God makes a covenant relationship with us, as it were. And he's agreed as we walk together, he will fulfill the promise, the purpose, the path which he has, has for us. But it is a faith walk. And we have to go by, by faith. And he'll guide you along, along the way. And what I mean by God, as you go and matriculate through the things of life, whether you go to college or whatever the case may be, go to military, he will guide you accordingly. Because he kind of set the path. You're just walking, you're walking through it. And at times, he'll nudge you. You know, he'll just say, go to the left, oh, go to the right. And now it depends also on your maturity level. You might not be hearing it at that particular time. You may not be ready to hear it. But as you, as, as you pursue him, as you, as you yearn to know him, the one who um, saved your life, the one who, who, if you have a sense that there's more to me uh, um, than meets the eye, uh, and that's on each and every one of us. He placed that desire to know him within each and every one of us. So what we have to do is just stay connected with him, uh, work in, uh, dependent on him and not independent of him on a constant basis. And that's a relationship. That's an ongoing relationship. Just like you have a relationship with, if you have a relationship, I'm married, but uh, if you have a relationship, there's certain things you do. Uh, uh, you say, I love you. You, 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 you text. Uh, that's a relationship. That's what he wants. Just like we have rela that ongoing relationship. And, and through that relationship, he'll guide you and tell you things because you're growing. What? I had a you lot. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, I was just wondering if you want to ask a question because I can, I can, I have a couple. Well, yeah, I have a question about the path, right? Do you think a person sometimes could get distracted by focusing on a path because you were on a path, right? And you didn't know that you were on a path. It wasn't until um, you were motivated by mm. by God to seek more or, or even you i guess you were motivated by a point in your life to seek more and then you you used the experiences and tools you learned along your journey along your path to help you i don't know i guess um live out whatever god's will was for you right, right. but when you were going through that process like that your, your upbringing the your experiences in the air force and all of those things you were on a path, your path, but you didn't necessarily know that this was your path, did you? Right, correct. So I didn't, didn't know that. But the key thing I tell people is this. Don't seek the path. Right. Don't seek the purpose. Seek the one who gave you the purpose. Mm -hmm. Because only the Father knows he placed what he placed in you in order to fulfill your purpose. So the, when, the when a manufacturer creates a product, he doesn't necessarily ask the product how I'm going to be created. He just has an idea. He takes all the resources that he needs, does the blueprints and everything, an engineer, a scientist, all that, and then puts a product out into the marketplace over a period of time. And so what happens, what happens uh, the product 
needs in this case us being the product being the product of the father being the product of god need to seek first the manufacturer stay connected don't be so connect the purpose is important don't get me wrong but the key thing is when you seek him to know him to know the one who has apprehended you then kind of your purpose uh the path will kind of become more clearer as it were but if your focus is on the purpose a thing or whatever the question is are you seeking god for his hand or are you seeking god to know him and there's a difference because some people will seek god because they want something from him different motivation that's that's cool when you're a child but as you grow and mature what happens is you ought to be able to transi- transition from hand to know him that's part of maturity. That's why we're not ready when we're little or at the infant stage or at the elementary stage of our uh, maturity with God. Because a lot of times we are looking for a handout, so to speak, <laughs> instead of getting to know him until we mature. So how do you get to know uh, God or the manufacturer? How do you, is it through prayer, through reading the Bible? What do you do? Oh, oh well, combination of different, different things. Um, it's a pursuit. Uh, so no one, size, no one size fits all. There's no formula here. But what it is is, is uh, when you want something, you will do it. In other words, you will manage your life in such a way. Like you got here today. You had to get up. You had to get in your car. And you had to manage your life. You had to, put, you had to eat. You, had to, you do things to, 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 to do that. You pursued something to get here on time. Right. Right. So it's the same thing. God's not it's, it's not a religious thing or uh, you have to do this and you have to do that. What it is, is it's a, it's a relationship. Just like a man and a woman have a relationship, there's certain things the man and the woman are going to do to maintain that relationship. So that's what he's looking for. So um, authenticity in the relationship. What do you do? Now, what you do may be different than what he does and what I do. But the key thing, we are, we, are, we are pursuing him, getting to know him, because we want to. Not because we have to, because we want to. We want to love him. And as a result of that, the result will come. Your path will become more clearer. The reason for your existence, those type of things will become more clearer. Because you're getting to know him. And he's revealing himself to you as you mature, just like a little child. As they mature, things become a little bit more clearer. I'm, I'm going to be selfish here and ask a question that I really want to know the answer to. Uh, one of the M's you used uh, in writing this book was uh, you used meditation. How do you meditate and, you know, what's the role of that? So uh, meditation is pretty much regurgitating information on the inside of you. So um, it's taking in information. And then from there, once you take in information, you put it through a process in, in you. And it comes natural. It's just, just pondering and thinking on that. And then in that, the Holy Spirit can give you revelation and understanding on based on what, you would, uh, what you're meditating on. So let's, let's take me, for example. I would think 
after the day was over, I would think and ponder, how did I work on the engine today? What are the components I put together? Well, I put this component together. I put this component. I did this and I did that and did that. That As I was meditating on that and thinking on, on that, the Holy Spirit, Spirit will give me revelation of who I am, who he is, and, our, and my responsibility for that. So, um, and it was just like, just like that. So meditation is basically just pondering, thinking. It's part of pursuing. As you pursue him, you want to know him. So he'll, you take the information from the scriptures or from the Bible or whatever you read, and you, pro, you process it through you. You're looking at me again. Yeah, just in case you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, so I, well, what, what was, before you heard or got to know God, what, what motivated you to enter the Air Force? Well, two things. Uh-huh. My mother said, well, it's time to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're grown. It's time to, to move on, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and the other thing is, um, I had a dream, and I saw this plane, and it said Air Force on it. Mm-hmm. And I put it back in my mind. I didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. When the opportunity came, then I knew this was the right thing to do. Right. Now, I didn't understand what the future would hold. I didn't know. Sometimes it's just you just got to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? uh, so that was the, you know, the motivation the behind reason, it. The reason I asked is because, for me, I know I've heard a lot throughout my life a lot of things you're saying in terms of get to know God, mm-hmm. if you want to, you know, learn your purpose or mm-hmm. figure out if you're on the right path. And I don't always, know, sometimes I think that um, God is leading us even when we don't realize that it's, it's God leading us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we may have a feeling, sometimes, it, you know, we call it intuition, we may have a dream, mm-hmm. and we n- may not be able to label it at that moment, but we know that this is the right thing that we should do and when I when I have those conversations sometimes with people it's hard for me to because I don't because when you hear the story that they present as you're presenting you didn't know God in the way that you know him now but you were still guided and you would probably say today you were guided by him right right Mm -hmm. so for those for me I can still be guided, but do you think that I can still be guided? I think I can still be guided by him without knowing him in that moment because maybe I'm not mature enough yet. And probably you weren't mature enough yet to have the kind of relationship that you had once you asked, you know, what's next for me. So I guess I'm asking um, if you haven't yet got to know God, are there still things that you can, a person can, um, internal things that a person can listen to or follow or trust that can help them guide them on their path? So, so you're asking uh, for the path? Well, well I'm, I guess I'm asking, can God speak to you in another way if it's not a clear and direct way? Or can you be guided on a path if it's not a clear and direct thing? Because... You know, each time Chris asked the question, I asked the question. You said you have to get to know God. You have to get to know God. Mm-hmm. But I think that you were guided without 
knowing God in the way that you knew in the him. Very beginning. When right. You when you joined the Air Force. Right. So I think you that had to get from step one to step right. two. Right. I think that dream that was God guiding you, right? But you didn't know him then right. in the way that you when so when Chris asked you, you say, Well, you gotta get to know God. Mm-hmm. But God God was guiding you and you hadn't known him yet in Correct. the way that you So for me it's like I always struggle with well what about before I got to know God? I'm still being led in a certain way. Right. And maybe I'm not mature enough to know God in that way. Right. Or maybe I'm not yet listening. So maybe I may have had you may have had the Air Force dream, but you said, nah, I'm going to go. I don't know. Work at MTA or something. I don't, so I, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. How, so is there a way that a person or what should a person do if they haven't yet um, gotten to know God, if they're not ready yet? Maybe they just don't feel the desire to but they still want to know their path and they still want to know their purpose but as you grew up you weren't didn't grow up knowing god you didn't grow up a religious person right so how do you you understand the question i'm asking i'm kind of long-winded i'm learning so (laughs) i i was listening to this today and i know i'm not the one to answer your question Uh but um i think about this from time to time i actually blogged about this before um my thought so my blog chris yeah, man. I, I told y'all right. What's your blog? Don't worry about it. Listen. <laughs> um, <laughs> my introduction to God was through Christianity. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I think we're made in his image, right? So God the Father goes, uh, God the Father, God the Holy Ghost, and God the Spirit. So we have a spirit, um, we have our mind, and we have our heart. I think we have three different entities. To me, the thought of being on the correct path mm-hmm. is having those things collaborate together. So, like, if I, if I have a job and I'm bored at my job and maybe I'm not challenged mentally, then maybe I'm operating outside of that path because my three things that are godlike are not working together. I don't know. I just thought I'd throw that out there. But Yeah, well, so the only thing I struggle with is every time the, 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 an answer is given, the connection to God is, right? So you made a connection to God. You, Mr. Wilson, you want, made a connection to God. You want an answer God. without God. Yes, because using the example, using Mr. Wilson as an example, but what if God, God was still there? And he well, just, I, well, I think we all believe that God was there, but it wasn't something that you acknowledged at the moment. You thought it was just a dream, correct? So, for a person who isn't in that, it, they were in a similar place as you when you began. You decided to enter the Air Force. They may not be thinking. They may not be right. making the connections so, that so Chris question, is making, or that you, Mr. Wilson, are making now. So. The, the question is the same question Frank Ocean asked when he said, what's God to a non-believer? He, he's still that, God. No, he's still, that's not the no, question. No, no, essentially is. You, God still operates whether you believe him or not, right? That's not, that's not my question. Okay, of maybe course. That's what I'm, <laughs> I lost. Do you, I'm going to try to make it as uh, yeah, concise no, no, I apolo- as possible. I, I apologize because I know we're getting long-winded, but we... Um, we got about two minutes left. <laughs> yeah, we got to get on the studio in a second. I would make this as concise as possible. Uh-huh. If you haven't yet got to know God, and maybe you don't feel compelled to get to know God. That doesn't mean that God isn't still speaking to you. Correct? Correct. Okay. But so, the question, the, 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 the thing about it, you have to get, are you, are you sensitive to know or do you realize that God is, you may not even know that God is speaking to you. Right, so how that, do you hear or know that this message that I just got, this feeling that I got, this dream that I had is something that I should do? It's more than just a dream I would say when 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 you're ready uh, and then also I would also add 
there are certain things that we are just pre, we want to do, like what you're doing now, um, or when I was in the Air Force, I just wanted to do that, right? And it just came natural. It was a pull. It was a pull. Yeah, yeah it just came natural. Now that doesn't mean everybody can do that, but what it means is this seems like the right thing to do at this given time in history for me. And then eventually, on the inside of us, we'll realize, well, maybe I, notice I need to shift gears, <laughs> which is nothing wrong with that also. Uh, so, uh, I don't know, you spoke a little while ago about God giving us these experiences, sometimes so we can relate to our past to, to understand him better. So in that moment, you know, if I, if I learn God at 10, at five, I might have an experience so that, you know, at 11, he does something that I can relate back to that experience to know him a little bit better. Does that make sense? Or? You're asking me? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Remember, uh, there's something. Well, in the scriptures, there is a story called David. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you remember David? Yes. Right? He was a young man. All right? And we have one thing about the scriptures. We have the opportunity to read and look back at it. Right. So as opposed to the person living it out day to day it's a little bit different but somebody was able to record it and put it on paper so we have the opportunity to at least look 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 back at it and we can glean some things from it all right so young david has an experience has several experiences that reminds him of god as he's matriculating and has as he matures so as he matures he goes through different different experiences and one of couple of them uh, well, you know, David and Goliath, you don't know that. Right. But prior to that, what got him to that point, he had the confidence because he, he killed the lion and he killed a bear when he was out there defending the sheep. So that gave him the, the I guess, the catapult, as it were, and the confidence to know not only <laughs> uh, in God, but know that God can give him to victory. If he had not had that experience, he may not have had that or the confidence to even sling that. <laughs> oh, no, no, I was going to say you're good. Because that was a good answer for what we've been talking about. And um, we have to get out of here because you can see they're waiting to take over the studio. But I thank you for coming. Um, I think you said some very compelling things that has me interested in reading this book. And, you know, for those listening, this is very challenging for us. Sometimes it's tough to get guests in here. Um and you came on a whim and you had a lot to say so i really appreciate that uh if you're listening what's a good way that i can find you what's your website your your instagram if you have one your facebook how can i find you and and purchase the book right so all you need to do is go to www allen s wilson a l l e n s s like samuel uh, Wilson, W-I-L-S-O-N dot com and everything is kind of one-stop shop you can also connect uh, through your Facebook, Instagram it's also on the website also up on the right hand corner so everything, just go to the website you can order the book, learn a little bit a little bit more about me and uh, from there Really quickly we have 60 seconds, can you give a quick word of inspiration, advice guidance to our listeners um, so um, I would encourage the listeners, if you want to know your purpose, know your destiny, know your reason for existence, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first God. 
Focus your attention on knowing him. Not necessarily seeking that thing, but knowing him. As you get to know him, those other things like your purpose, your destiny, your reason for existence uh, will become more apparent. Your interests and things like that will come, come to a point. Thank you again, Mr. Alan Wilson, the author of Manufacturer's Manual, The Manufacturer's Manual, Discovering the Purpose of You, the Product. And you can hear this show and all of our other shows at windowseat.fullserviceradio.org, or you can follow us at Window Seat Podcast on Instagram. And until next time, be inspired. Mm-hmm.